Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top-flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Your black and gold home for the New Orleans Saints. Saints versus Panthers recap. Much love to the great Saint Think Tank and the Black and Gold Nation. We're up in this thing for another episode of the Coma. Much love to you and yours. I appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, 18 to 10 was the final and Sunday matchup against the Carolina Panthers. And like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. But we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sports talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm Big Q. I'm in the building. Much love to the great Saint Thank Tank. As we get going in this thing, I salute you. Thank, thank you, the Who That Nation, the Black and Gold Nation, for tuning in this thing. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe if you're not a subscriber. And I appreciate the 60-plus subscribers that subscribed uh, yesterday on our, our watch party, our watch stream. I appreciate you guys for joining us. Uh, and welcome to the fam as well. Much love to all of you guys, everybody in the state, in the Saints stratosphere. Much love to the fam. All right. So, fam, listen, the Saints did it, man. They took care of business against the Carolina Panthers. Finally, 11 quarters, 11 quarters, almost three games of not scoring an offensive touchdown. The Black and Gold were able to get a score to extend the lead, one score would do it. And I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if the Saints can be able to put up 20 to 21 points to contest the defense and the special teams, got them. And that could be two touchdowns by the offense and two field goals to make it 20 points. I promise you the defense is going to hold them down. I promise you the defense is going to take care of business. 20 to 21 points should be the, the, the measurement. And I know it seems difficult being that the Saints haven't been able to score any uh, touchdowns over the almost three games. But listen, you know, with that win in the final game in week 18 against the Atlanta Falcons, who were eliminated last week or the week before that, uh, we'll have the uh, preview stream with my dog, Big Low uh, from Big Low's country, uh, the Atlanta a super family member. He'll be joining us on our Thursday stream at seven central time. So Big Low will come in and help preview uh, the Atlanta game and I guess preview show on Thursday. So just to let you know, that's already in the works. So much love to the fam on this one. And, and that's the sticking point. If we can score 20 to 21 points a game, the defense got us, the special teams got us, I promise you. But anyway, let's get into it on this one. I appreciate the family for joining. The Saints get it 18 to 10 in the matchup. And listen, you know, the player of the game, if anything, was Cam, the man, Jordan. And I pick at the family members that said, uh, Q, we should trade Cam. He ain't doing nothing. I pick at them. They true blue Saints people. But listen, like I said, when you got really good players and you know the guys, players, they go through laws when they have production woes. But listen, it wasn't an availability problem. Cam gets doubled, uh, and sometimes he gets doubled and chipped. So, I mean, with him having this streak, they definitely going to be looking for him. And I'm happy for the Saints uh, seeing Cam uh, really stepping up and then putting the defense and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Demario Davis, and all the Saints people just riding with him. Of course, we, we should get some offensive pieces back and no more C-19 stuff or very little C-19 to impact us going into week 18 and if hopefully further into the playoffs uh, there is. But anyway, let's get into this right here. Saints take care of business against the Panthers yesterday, 18 to 10. Saints 15 to 16 on the first downs. Carolina had them there. Saints were 5 of 13 on third down versus Carolina 16 of, uh, 6 of 14, 59, 58. Uh, play total, uh, one play more was uh, Carolina. The Saints had 280 yards of offense versus uh, Carolina's 178. Total drives 11 to 10 advantage. Saints, Saints averaged almost five yards per play when it's all said and done. Two plays first down. That's how <laughs> two rushes and three yards flat by the Carolina Panthers. And then the Saints held their passing attack to 90 stinking passing yards. Uh, and then 207, the Saints were able to put up against him while sacking the hell out of this guy seven times for 42 yards and then picking him off and then forcing him to fumble. It was beautiful. And, of course, we the, the Saints absorbed two sacks, two uh, from uh, Taysom Hill in the matchup. And then, of course, it looked promising for Carolina at first during the first half. Saints made the adjustments, cut off the faucet, no more water for you, Carolina. And they had 88 yards rushing on 26 attempts for 3.4. The Saints was minus four at halftime and were able to get up to 73 yards on 28 carries uh, in the matchup. Red zone Saints down there three times converted one of the three. Carolina Nuskin, zero for one. Saints had five penalties for 33 yards against Jerome Booger's staff. And if you look at them, the Carolina Planters played a flawless game, family. They only were attributed one penalty for five yards in your building. They were flawless, weren't they? The Carolina Panthers didn't make any mistakes. 
they weren't holding the hell out of Davenport every damn play. They weren't holding the hell out of David on Yamada on every play. They weren't even holding Cam when he had a sack. The guy was holding him from, from behind to stop him from getting the quarterback. But Jerome Booger and his Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles staff didn't see anything. They had one penalty for five yards. Ain't NFL officiating lovely? But anyway, let's get back into it. As you can see, uh, two turnovers for the Carolina Panthers, the fumble and the interception by the Saints made it happen. And, of course, you can see the time of possession, 30 minutes and 31 seconds versus the Saints, 29 minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> 29 and 29 seconds. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just funny because we fight, and I keep people don't understand, man. They really don't understand until you become a black and gold person. Some teams do, but I, I tell people this all the time about the officiating. Now, listen, the fair, we had a fair, and I got to give them credit. Which game was that when they had a fish? I think it was the, which one? Was it the Jets game? Well, we had a very a fair officiating staff. I think it was the Jets game. Was it? The, yeah, I think it was the Jets game. That we had a real fair officiating game. I forgot the staff in it. This, what was it? Was it that? The, no, there was a Tampa Bay game. I'm sorry. The Tampa Bay matchup. The second time, we had a very fair officiating staff. I got to give them credit. But when you get chumps and morons like that Jerome Booger dude that was out there mispronouncing the calls and doing the wrong gestures, asking his people, what call was it again? Or was there? Oh, and then he goes this, oh, my bad, and goes this way. You know, it's just it's just repugnant. So you see in Carolina, we seen him holding the ass off, and I'm a million miles away watching it on the screen. And he's sitting right up there looking at it like this and going, and, oh, I don't see nothing. You know, it's like the little uh, the little animal with his hands over his head, and his eyes, and his ears, and his mouth. <laughs> that's what the hell it is. But we, you know, like, that's why I ride on the officials like I do. That's why I can't stand these officials, because they're a bunch of scum, man. Especially NFL receive, uh, uh, referees are the worst. They stupid. They they're 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 stupid. They're corrupt. They're incredibly back ass. And it, I, I ride on them hard because it should be a standard. It shouldn't all be as dumb as what they are that they campaign for full time jobs. I say don't give none of you bastards any jobs. You stay part time. You don't deserve it. And they're going to do that anyway to control them. So they don't need to listen to me on that. Anyway, Taysom Hill, 17 of 28 for 222 yards, eight yards per throw for Taysom and one touchdown Two. Uh, sacks he took, but he had a rating of ninety-seven point six. The QBR wasn't that, wasn't all of that. But listen, the reality is, is that Taysom Hill uh, play. If you look at the numbers, the numbers indicate Taysom played a, a a pretty fairly game. And listen, there were several plays where Taysom almost threw interceptions. He threw dangerous passes. His passes were behind and not on target. But he did. I'm got to give him credit. I gave. I'm gonna give Taysom Hill credit. He needs to work on his short and intermediate accuracy, but I got to give him credit today and that he, I mean, credit today and yesterday for yesterday is the fact that he didn't turn the ball over and he did what he needed to do to win the game. He, at least he outpassed Sam Darnold. So, I mean, that was something as well, because a lot of people going to the game thinking it probably wasn't going to be the case, but he had 222 yards in the touchdown versus Sam Darnold's 132 yards uh, there with an interception. So, I mean, even though Darnold was racked by that fierce Saints defense, he had seven sacks. Taysom absorbed two. But not only that, but it was the production of Taysom Hill. Got to get a man credit. I'm a fair dude. 
Taysom Hill uh, with his, and he wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't always pretty, but he did enough passing wise and also running wise to give the Saints offense an opportunity as they finally broke that almost three game streak of no offensive touchdowns. So I'm a fair dude, man, and I got to give uh, Taysom Hill his uh, his comeuppance, man. Or like my dog DC said, his propers. You know, DC must have been born in the 90s or something with that term. But anyway, yeah, uh, he did it. And like he's the, he was the leading rusher for the team, 12 carries for 45 yards in the game behind uh, on top of Elvin Kamara's 13 for 32 for a total of 28 uh, rushes for 73 yards. Callaway was his main target, six catches for 97 yards off of 10 targets. Uh, and of course, you look at Elvin Kamara's five for 68 and the lone touchdown score from the, uh, that gave T- Taysom his touchdown as Elvin moves in, just walks right on in. Uh, LeJordan Humphrey had two catches for 26 yards. Deontay Harris Harty had two catches for 23 yards. Jawan Johnson was thrown that twice, had one catch for 40 for four yards. And it, it had he thrown it a little lower, I think Jawan would have had both those catches. And Prentice, of course, got a catch for four yards in the matchup. Davenport recovered a fumble in the game. Cam Jordan was masterful. Cam, three and a half sacks on the night, uh, eight tackles from him. He put on a master night for Cam, the man. Uh, oh, I call him killer Cam Jordan because he, he really hurt the hell out of Carolina in the matchup. Quan Alexander, eight tackles and a half a sack. He was doing his thing. Malcolm Jenkins came back, had six tackles in the game. Christian Ringo came in that thing and was very active, had six uh, tackles as well. And Paulus Paulson, the Debo, and Demario Davis follow behind those guys. And, of course, you look at the half a sack from Quan Alexander, one sack by P.J. Williams in the fourth fumble. Big ups to P.J. Williams doing his damn thing. That old handshake coordinating. P.J. Williams, another guy I got to give credit to. My dog Teal picked at me on that. But, you know, and and, <laughs> and, and tragic. They pick, and, and Sway, they pick at me. And Sway called it. Sway actually made a call. He said, man, P.J. Williams, bro, is going to lead the Saints. And interceptions. I don't know if he's still in interception lead. I want to say he still is. I think he got like three or four picks. Y'all correct me in the, in the, in the uh, great same thing. Tank chat. Let me know how many picks does PJ, but regardless of not PJ Williams look a lot different. I mean, this is the best I've ever seen PJ Williams. You know what I'm saying? Family. This is the best, most confident, smartest, uh, 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 productive version of PJ Williams that I ever seen. And then again, you go back and listen to, the earlier streams when we when when we brought in our defensive backs coach Chris uh, Richard, who came over from Dallas and Seattle, I said when he came in, Chris Richard is going to take a lot of these guys that don't look good when it was with Aaron Glenn or that was t- trending down. And he's going to take these guys and make them see the game differently. He's going to up push they motivate them because that's a uh, Richard is passionate and he's a real good motivator, and I think that's something that he did and he wanted to build what he called a legion of boom and the saints black and gold secondary. Now with the defense looking lights out, I wouldn't call our secondary the legion of boom yet, but you can see obvious in uh, improvement in guys like PJ Williams, even Ken crawling when he was healthy, Paulson, the Debo Paulson, the Debo been starting from day one and Paulson, the Debo looks like he been out there. He looks like he uh, was born on a football field, going out there having supreme confidence, almost just like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson did when he was a rookie. So, I mean, Chauncey's play, you know, with his confidence and giving him a little bit more discipline and what he's doing. So I got to get even like his his impact was just not only with the rookies, but also veterans 
like PJ, like uh, uh, even to a Malcolm, uh, Markham Willi- Marcus Williams, uh, even to a degree, you can see improvement in his game as he had a stretch of games where Marcus Williams was showing showing out, looking at the passes, covering, doing his thing. Now, he had a few flubs in there, but Marcus Williams, you have to give it to him. There was a lot of improvement from the Saints secondary, and a lot of that you got to give it to Chris Rashard because he came in here and made those guys see another way. He's a terrific coach. Anyway, let's get back to it. So that old handshake coordinator, got to give him credit, man. He stepped up and stepped out. All right. So, and also Chauncey Gardner, Johnson had an interception in the matchup as well. Deontay Harris was a guy that had two kick returns for 63 yards, a 31 and a half on the return right there. And then Meyer hit, even though he missed the extra points, but his 12 points in the game helped the Saints get clear of this thing. Four field goals, the longest of which was 41, and it's so comforting. After the, the musical chairs position at the at the kicker position, we finally have a kicker that's hitting the kicks. And it's kind of solidified along with Blake Gilligan, who's punting them into the next state. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes. It's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know, and and just love what the Saints special teams are doing. The defense is looking really good. The offense, baby, we just need you to give us two touchdowns, score either 20, uh, two touchdowns, and and give the special teams opportunity to get two field goals. 20 to 21 points a game is what we need. And I'm telling you, we will. that's all we need to take care of business against these teams that we're coming up. That's Saints defense, man. I'm telling you, we're looking pretty good there. But anyway, Let's finish that up, fam, on the Saints side. As you can see, I'm not going to even talk about the poor Carolina Panthers. I don't want to rub salt in their wounds even further than what they are as the Saints take it from them 18 to 10. So, man, what can I tell you? It was a it was a kind of a boring game at first, and then it kind of turned itself on. Like toward the after the second half, you start seeing a lot of stuff starting to occur. As something happened, something clicked in the Saints. We was like, come on, y'all. Let's get a touchdown, and they finally was able to break get that offensive touchdown. And I'm saying is with that, it's almost like we punch through the wall. Could there be? Could they come to a sort of like a come to Jesus moment? You know what I mean? <laughs> Where you see, okay, we seen the light, baby. Like we seen the light now. Now we know what we're doing. Is that is that it? Is that a stretch? <laughs> Might be a stretch, baby. But listen, you never know, man. You never know what confidence and how the Saints are feeling. You never know what that confidence, fam. So anyway, let's get on to this one, the story, and we'll get through it as the, the Fox game, the broadcast, and this is coming from NewOrleansSaints.com. As Fox will broadcast New Orleans Saints-Atlanta Falcons game at 3.25 p.m. Sunday, January the 9th. Saints win plus a San Francisco loss will get your black and gold in the playoffs. So 
Yeah, so they, they flexed the game. The Saints playing 325. This is for the marbles to go to the playoffs. We cannot let the Atlanta Falcons, baby, who are already eliminated, and our worst opponent, our worst rival, take this from us. They will not take this from us. We will flatten the Falcons. We will we will have <laughs> we we'll have Falcon. We we gonna have uh, uh, a January Thanksgiving. That's right. We that's what we gonna do. Ain't no doubt about it. We got to take care of the business. Ain't no doubt about it against the Atlanta Falcons. We got to go up there to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and kick them in the tail. And listen, it, the Saints play for whatever's going on this year. The Saints, uh, they, even though they're not going to be home, I'm not mad at that this year because the Saints have have struggled winning games in the Dome. And they were able to be, do something really big besides get the second win of the season in the Dome this year when they were able to beat Carolina yesterday. So they only had, prior to that, the Tampa Bay win. So they were able to eclipse that. And then also the, the, the touchdown. So I love with, with the direction, the energy. We're not perfect. We're not perfect, but we're headed in the right direction. So we're going to need some help there to make this stuff happen. But anyway, that's one of the articles right there, as well as you can see they flexing the Saints. And, of course, it's as simple as this. Saints win, 49ers losing. The 49ers are playing the Rams. So hopefully they don't come up in there and be like, oh, well, we're going to rest our guys for the playoffs and and and, and let, uh, you know, the Witcher McCall and win. Because, listen, the Saints get up in the playoffs. I know a lot of people uh, talking that, that smack, but let me tell you something. The Saints getting them playoffs, you better you better watch the hell out. So all those little guys in there uh, talking that crap about the Saints, I'm telling you, nobody want to see the Saints in the playoffs. I'm going to keep a trill in the buck with you on that, baby. We're going to do that. That's my dog, Big Low. What's up, Low? You know, my my dog, Big Low. <laughs> no disrespect, Low, my dog. <laughs> but we got to get it, baby. We got to get it. All right. <laughs> right okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's a Superman chat. All right, Low. <laughs> I can't do it as good as you, bro. That's your thing. Thank you, Low. Appreciate you. Much love to you and you and the family, man. Appreciate you being in the building, bro. Go see my dog, Big Low. Uh, 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 this Thursday, uh, he'll be on the uh, guest preview stream. We'll be breaking that game down, and Big Low will give us all of the the, the meat and potatoes of that thing. Yeah, I know it, we got to wake up. I got you, JT. Offense just got to wake up, bro. I, I said it. Do y'all agree with me, fam? If the Saints can put up twenty to twenty-one points a game from uh, the next game against the Falcons up until into the playoffs uh, with a San Francisco loss. Do you think that's enough with the Saints special teams and the Saints defense, how they're playing right now to win in the playoffs? Y'all guys, let me know. Let me throw that at y'all because if it holds true, like let's say the scenario plays out and I'm not want to look past the Falcons right now. We need to take care of business with the Falcons. So I'm not, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to disrespect the Falcons because you can throw out the records when the Falcons and the Saints meet. When the Saints and the Falcons meet, throw out the records, it don't mean nothing. It's always a passionate and real uh, 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 interesting game. So we can't poo-poo that. But let's just say for just this, just this here, and then we'll move on. Win against the Falcons upcoming week. Let's say, 49ers lose. You'll be facing down the St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams. You'll be for, facing, and listen, every team in the playoffs in the NFC, you got a grudge with them. Let me tell you something. You got a grudge with every last one of them. 
You got the Rams. You know, I don't have to tell you what you grudging for about the Rams. Yeah, listen, you know who don't want to see you in the playoff? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they praying that the Saints lose to the 49ers. They damn sure praying. I hear you, Jermaine. Say I don't have faith in Taysom. But is it? But y'all tell me, is 21 to 20 or 21 points enough with the Saints defense? And especially now, listen, that's two touchdowns for the Saints offense and two field goals. <laughs> is that good enough? Y'all tell me what y'all think. Big Sean said, Q, I disagree. 25 to 27 points will beat the Falcons because of their offense. Okay, okay. Well, uh, my dog, uh, uh, Big Sean says, no, he wants 25, 27. You know, we'll see it, Coach Payton, if he can figure it out. JT says 17 to 21 points. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, it, it will, we'll see how it all shakes and move when it goes down to the go down, baby. But it's going to be fun watching uh, what's, what's going on. All right, Mr. Pop says, Q, if the Rams lose, they go to the fifth seed, which means no guaranteed home game. At least that's how I think it works. Let me know. Well, the Rams, listen, the Rams, uh, yeah, that's the, for what I remember from the playoff picture, the Rams are still jostling. They have a, they've still jostling positions. So it's not uh, written in stone that movement can happen up until the last week. So it, that's really cool that in the 18th week, remember this is the week that people didn't want to see in an NFL where we shortened the preseason for this week. And it's been a very eventful week because each one of those teams, a lot of those teams there are jostling for where they'll fall in the playoff picture. Now the Saints, the best they can do with wins and loss with a win with Atlanta and a loss by San Francisco is the seventh position, which will put them in line with the Rams going out to Los Angeles, which, like I said, the Saints play better on the road this year. I don't know what that is, but they just feel better and play better on the road. I, I don't get it, but it is what it is. And if things shape out, they will be a, a road team throughout the summation of things that occur. So, Listen, people like you, why would you want them to make the playoffs? Because that's our standard. Our standard is not playing for draft picks, family. That's why I'm against that. I am totally against that crap. I'm against that because you're not guaranteed anything. When you Let's say they give you a fifth, a five pick, or a six pick, or a seven pick, or an eight pick. What the hell are you going to do with it? I mean, I mean, this not is not a guarantee of anything. It's not a guarantee from anything that you will be, you come out on top. Look at the Detroit Lions and all these other teams that unbungled a lot of these 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 high picks. I mean, if you know what you're doing, we got Jeff Ireland for president operating the scout. We're going to find talent. We always do. Regardless of where we fall in the draft in the 20s, we're going to find some heavy hitters. We're going to find some playmakers. We just got to be looking. And Jeff Ireland, one of the best in the business at that. Look at how you got these undrafted guys that you continually bring in on the team, turn them into pro boulders. Deontay Harris, Harty, and JT Gray. These were undrafted guys we found on the street and was basically paying them with bubblegum bubble gum money to make up. And then Harris turns into a Pro Bowl several years ago. And JT Grace is a Pro Bowl or not. Christian Ringo, undrafted guy, came in here, gave you, what, six, six tackles in the game against Carolina last week? I mean, yesterday? So, I mean, they, the Saints will make good. And, and, like, a lot of people mad about the Ruiz. Hey, I ain't going to justify the Ruiz pick. I, hey, listen, he, he on his own with that one. But for the most part, the Saints do find good talent, man. We've getting good talent. The linebacker from Ohio State was a good pickup. I think Zach Barney not using them correctly. You know, I like to see what Quine Alexander can do. Landon Young, I think he was a good pick, a solid pick. But the Mar- the the Cal uh, the Cesar Ruiz thing, I think just Cesar is playing out of position. 
that's what it is to me. I think some of these guys, like Ruiz, is playing out of position. And if you shift them to his natural position and leave him nail along, I think you'll have success there. So anyway, I think we'll be fine, man, moving forward with the picks. But anyway, let's get into this, and then I'll open the phone lines here for the family members. Hit the like button for me, family. If you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button as well. Once again, uh, much love to my brother, Big Low. Saints have one path to the playoffs. Here's how they can secure the number seventh seed. And, of course, it's very simple. I can go to this long-ass article by Amy because she's real thorough. She gives you the percentage and everything. She likes using the 538 uh, to source her numbers and the chances and all this kind of stuff. But as simple as the Saints win. As you can see how the, the uh, how things line up currently right now, this is what it is right now. Packers, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, Cardinals, Niners, and Eagles right now. And, of course, we can't do nothing with this one because they beat you in the head-to-head. You need this team to lose, and then you'll jump right ahead of them. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You got to beat Atlanta, and that's going to be a tough matchup. Don't look past Atlanta looking at nobody else. Atlanta is not going to be easy because that's just what it is. Atlanta and the Saints throw out the damn records when they come together. All right, no matter what the record is, the Eagles have that 10-7 to 7 or 9-8 will have the number six seed. If the Saints win, they'll be at 9-8. If the 49ers lose, they'll be at 9-8. and eight. In the event of a three-way tie between the Eagles, Saints, Niners, and 9-8, and eight, this is what how it gets broken down. We know that any scenario that does not, and I'm not going to cover all this longness and talk about all this stuff, but any scenario that does not end with the Saints winning uh, in Week 18 and the 49ers losing, and week 18 means not good news for you, which means then you'll go back in your Saints brain and say, damn, I wish I would have had that Giants game. Damn, I wish I would have had that first uh, Atlanta Falcon matchup. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's when you're going to start going down that schedule. Damn, I wish I had that Miami Dolphin game back when we couldn't do nothing with them. And then Titans come in the next week and beat them into the ground. And them people still buried today. They got to get a forklift and a bunch of shit to pull a backhoe to get them on out of the ground. They still buried today. Titans beat the Miami Dolphins into the ground, you know, and that was a week after the Saints. We couldn't do a damn thing with the Miami Dolphins. Them people took the Dolphins out of the water and put them on dry land right now. I mean, it was, they beat them into the ground. So, I mean, hammered the little hell out of them people. So, wish I had that one back. Wish I had that one back. But that's what happened when you don't take care of your business, baby. You got to pray for everybody else to lose and all this kind of old jibber-jabber here. So, it ain't cut in stone. You can't throw, say, we're going to beat the Falcons. No, 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 no. The Falcons are a dangerous team. How cute. They've been eliminated. It's not by, it's the Saints and the Falcons always. It don't matter as is at the start of the year. Or at the end of the year, the Saints and Falcons always get it on. Bottom line. So it won't be a cakewalk at all. I'm telling you. It just, it's not going to be that way. So, I mean, even though the good news is that Taysom Hill, <laughs> Taysom Hill did beat the Atlanta Falcons, uh, uh, when was that, last year? And both of his opportunities, was that last year or the year before? I think it was the year before that. And he did have success against uh, Atlanta. He does tend to play uh, better against Atlanta. He does. So that's a positive, you know, so we'll see how it, <laughs> how it all shake going on the other side. But anyway, man, listen, the Saints are in position. People saying, Q, forget the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. I'm a, I got a good memory. That's right. And I ain't going to call people out, man. I'm going to just pick at them. You know what I'm saying? I know who it was out there saying, Q, to, to call it the season over with. Uh, the Saints ain't going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're not going to do nothing. Uh, Q, you need to start doing draft shows. 
You need to start talking about who they're going to draft. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm not talking about no damn draft. The hell with that. <laughs> you can miss me with that crap. I'm not talking about no damn draft right now. I'm sorry. I'm not. We got football to play. You're talking about the draft. Hell no. There's a time and a place for everything. And right now in my world, I'm not talking about no goddamn draft. We got games to win. We got things to do. <laughs> we got things to do. How dare you tell me to talk about the draft right now? The hell with the draft. Texas Saints say, who that big Q brother is of right now? We don't have a, clar- a playoff caliber QB to carry. That's all right, though. Texas Saints, he says, on the playoff run, and don't be deceived by our defense thinking they will carry us either. Listen, I'm not deceived by the defense. I'm not deceived, no. What I'm saying is that it is a work in progress, no doubt about it. It's nothing perfect about the Saints offense. I was I keeps it real on I, I don't give you <laughs> I'll come here and give you fantasy speak. I don't tell you, oh, the Saints are gonna beat everybody and win the Super Bowl. I, I don't do that. I'm a realist. And, and as a realist, I look at my squad and I look at how my squad's playing. I'll study the film and I say, My goodness, we have a lot of work to do. But I'm telling you, it says a lot for a team. And listen, you cannot deny the fact that this team has a heart and like old old, old folks were gumption. <laughs> Stick to itiveness. When the last time you heard that one? I'm just saying this team is a very interesting team. It really is. Because you Drew Brees retires. And usually when you use lose your franchise first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, you go down and then you don't make the playoffs, you disappear. Now, granted, we still haven't made the playoffs yet. But the fact that the Saints are in position for a playoff, despite the fact that we lost Jameis to the, in the first game with Tampa Bay when they pulled him down and tore his legs up, and he's doing pretty well in the rehab. I showed yesterday a footage of, uh, what was it, yesterday? Or no, it was the... Saturday stream, I showed footage of, of Jameis uh, throwing in rehab. He's throwing the ball, and he's on his way back. So you lose Jameis, who was doing a really solid job. He had 14 touchdowns versus three three interceptions. Man, if Jameis would have stayed healthy, I can only imagine what those numbers would have been. But at the end of the day, you got the Saints still in position besides you have a quarterback, and I'm a realist about Taysom. I know Taysom is an extraordinary athlete but struggles to play the quarterback position. And people, when I be giving criticism, be like, oh, no, Q, you be hammering him too hard. I'm like, no, I'm not hammering him too hard. I'm not giving him nothing that he that I'm not seeing that he is. Like, when I made the observation. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. About Taysom Hill playing, listen fam, there's not too many players that can play quarterback. I mean, that can play not quarterback. Hold, let me strike the quarterback. <laughs> Take that back. Who play wide receiver, running back, tight end, and special teams. Listen, to do that, and he does it better than guys to a degree. He was doing it better than guys who were sitting in that room full time. Now, tell me that put one in the chat. I'll put check in the chat. He was outplaying wide receivers to the point that he was keeping them on the bench. Remember, he was doing that to Traquan Smith. He was outplaying Traquan Smith to the point that Coach Payton had Traquan on the bench and Taysom Hill was out there playing wide receiver. Check. Remember that? He was also stealing reps from running backs when Latavius Murray was here. Latavius Murray's on the bench while Taysom Hill in there running. Remember that? Give me a check on that. And also at the tight end position, and he was outperforming many special teams players. He was in there getting blocks and breaking through and making tackles up the field and all that kind of stuff. And I'm saying he was, it takes an intelligent player to do that because you got to know what you're doing. And he is not just luck that he performs better than guys that he's not even in the room 50% of the time. But with that, with that said, the mindset and shows a high IQ football wise period that he's an intelligent person. But my commentary during the game is why I'm so frustrated with watching Taysom is. Damn, Taysom, you play wide receiver, tight end, running back. You should have a a good, not just a great idea, but an excellent, superb idea of how or how the wide receiver formations go, the routes and all this kind of stuff. Go right, check, check. You You have a, you should have a deeper understanding overstand and understand however you want to use it of the of the schemes than a regular quarterback who doesn't play wide receiver or running back or tight end you're actually doing the work and studying the work so i'm thinking i'm like damn with his knowledge of the wide receiver routes his knowledge of the tight end routes his knowledge of the running back routes and schemes he should be able to pull that into his quarterback psyche and and use that to be just be just take him to a next level in his development. That's my thought process, which is logical, but it did it don't translate out like that. It don't. He's still struggling. If you put the film on, he's still struggling to figure out which routes or which way his wide receivers are going. It he's still trying to figure out Kamara. He's still, and you can see it with Callaway. Some of those balls were on Callaway, and Callaway dropped several balls that he shouldn't have dropped, one of which. 
And then in the balls that he was catching was balls that he had to extend out to get. So they were, all of them wasn't on Callaway, but Callaway made the adjustments. But he could have made Taysom look a lot better if he would have caught most of those balls that he was thrown to him. He wasn't throwing them at his feet this time. But in the matchup, you can see times when Taysom just gets lost. He don't know where they're going. And that's a communication issue. You got to understand. Talk to him. Yeah, I'm the quarterback. Listen, we're going to do this. I'm coming to you. You're the guy I'm going to. You the number. And obviously, Callaway was the guy he was targeting in the game because he threw to him 10 times. But that's the thing about Taysom. That's why I'm like, in my head, people don't have faith in Taysom. I'm like, damn, at some point in time, that's got to click. That's got to click where he said, okay, I got it. Because of his uniqueness to play those positions, give him an extra insight into those positions that quarterbacks who never played wide receiver or running back or tight end have. They don't have that. He does. So I'm like, does that click? And does he get on the same page with his wide receivers? Simply communication. So it's a matter of time. It's, and then the, the accuracy thing. Short and intermediate accuracy is so, so, needs so much work. And you don't have to turn into Joe Montana, even who Coach Payton refers to him as Steve Young, which he's not. But even at this juncture, if he can just work on that accuracy, man, and get those plays together where he knows where they're going to communicate, okay, I'm cutting this way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it, that, that'll that make a hell of a difference, man. And like I'm saying, I'm not asking Taysom to score. Oh, Taysom, you got to put 28 points up to win the game. I really do think that the Saints can win games if they score 21 points a game. You can even win 20 points a game. And I'm not underestimating the defense or overestimating the defense. I think the Saints can do that. I can't. I, I really do. I think they can win games if the Saints score 21 points a game. You would beat the Dolphins, right? What was the score with the Dolphins game? What, what was the score with the Dolphins? Would the Saints have beaten the Dolphins if they scored 21 points in the game? What was the score on the Dolphins game? Let me see if I could pull that up. What was the score on the Dolphins game? Yeah, it, it's 21 points. Yeah, they would have beat the Dolphins because the score would have been 21 to 20. The Saints scored three points. Okay. <laughs> you know, that might have not worked against the Cowboys because the Cowboys scored 27. That might not have worked against the Bills who put 31 up on you or even the Eagles who put 40 on you. But the Saints still scored 29 in the matchup. We just didn't do that well. But against the Dolphins, 21 would have been good enough. And I don't think they would have scored 20 points either if the Saints were scoring with them. I just I think it had been a different effect. But what I'm saying is, is the Saints know where the strengths are. There is no there is no foolishness about this. You know what your, your team is. You know what your team is right now. They're a defensive bust your ass team that plays fast and furious. The special teams will kick field goals and we'll hit them when you get them in range. Saints simply have to. I'm not putting too much on them. I'm saying, listen, give me two or three touchdowns a game, and I think we can have some success. Bottom line, if you don't, if you're struggling to do that, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. But anyway, that's enough of me babbling. Let me go ahead and bring some of the great St. Tank Tank family members up in this thing. All right. Uh, much love to the fam. All right. Three L's. I see you, baby. Much love to three L's. I'm not going to even try. I'm not going to even go there with you. It's three L's in the building. <laughs> I'm not going to try. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Ant-Man, what's up, fam? So how long has it been working on this? I know he's been, bro. I, damn. Bro, at one point, I was watching Taysom Hill's accuracy. It looked like it was improving. But damn, I was like, damn, man. It's crazy because Taysom is a big ball of energy. 
But in the first half of the game against the Carolina Panthers, he was dead as a hammer. I was like, man, what's going on here? The Saints offense is bland, boring. You know, like you go to a cafeteria and they got you tasting and it's bland. You got to put salt, pepper, uh, slap your mama, Zatarans, everything on it to spice it up. That's what the Saints offense looked like. They didn't have any flavor to them. It was bland. It was just, just ugh, this, this sucks. But then later in the second half, it all turned over. And that's what I'm saying. They're a ball, Taysom Hill's a ball energy. Why I just want him to bring that intensity and that excitement as a quarterback. But at times you look at his body language and I pay attention to body language. Y'all know that his body language wasn't exhuming to me confidence. Was it? It wasn't his. He didn't have confident body language. The, the Saints offense did, you know, but some kind of way they got a touchdown. So, I mean, we should get some pieces back. Hopefully Ryan Ramchuk. I know Taron Armstead, probably not. We'll get McCoy back, so that gives some guys back to the offensive line. Well, we don't have a bunch of uh, uh, slow-ass, crazy-ass backups, man. My goodness, those backups are awful. I ain't trying to talk about nobody, but it, it, they like bad groceries. You go to the store, and then you go up in there, and you just was distracted, and you buy some eggs, and then you get home and realize that the, the egg carton you bought, it had three or four eggs in there that were smashed. <laughs> like, damn. It's like you ain't get your money's work because you done went up in there. You wasn't doing what you're supposed to do. You ain't checked them eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you go up in the store and buy. You just reach and get some milk and you ain't checked the expiration date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you trying to force everybody in the house to drink that milk before it expires. <laughs> I know y'all. I know what y'all do. All right. So anyway, here you go. I'm going to put I'm going to bring brother Trey Joseph. Listen, fam, if y'all won't get on the show, please feel free to hit upon the link in the chat. Right. I mean, it's, it's pinned to the top of the chat. I'm going to be going to about, uh, I say, 8.30, but I'll extend out to 9 o'clock, then I'll shut it off after then. Got the Pelican postgame report uh, to do right now. As the Pelicans are beating the Utah Jazz 40 to 38. So as I'm talking to you, I'm watching the game as well. So with that being said, uh, let me bring in Brother Trey Joseph to the stream. Dre, uh, Trey, who that to you and welcome to the show, fam. Who that, Big Q? You already know ESPN ain't fucking with us over here at the Sports Coma. <laughs> uh, Appreciate you, Trey. Uh, I just saw a couple things. Um, I think Marquez Callaway is going to really benefit from Michael Thomas if he ever comes back, when he comes back, because he has not had the tutelage of an all-world receiver his entire two years being with the Who That Nation. Imagine his development. If he could learn and watch how Michael Thomas prepares for a game, how he breaks down film, how he runs certain routes here and there. He has not had that he, since he's been a rookie. And that's, that's really stifled his development. I mean, we have Deontay Harris and, um, I mean, Deontay Harris is our longest tenure receiver at, on the roster right now. Oh, and Traquan Smith, but he's, he's so-so. I believe um, our, our entire wide receiver room would greatly benefit. I like seeing little Jordan Humphreys get, get the PT he's been getting. It's great to see that. That's what I wanted to see, him progressing his development. Um, and what did I see else did I see yesterday? I think our O-line played a little bit better than they have been. I mean, granted, the bar wasn't very high, but uh, it was something. I mean, we, we got points on the board. It's all you can ask from them. You got a field goal range, kick the field goals. I, th- I think our, our addition of uh, what his name is, Meyer? Yeah, Maher, you talking about the kicker? Yes, he's a great he was a great pickup because we were struggling. It was hard 
knowing that our field goal unit is going to be out there in crunch time situations. And it's going to most likely miss the field goal in the middle of the season without without Will Lutz. I mean, Will Lutz earned his money for sure. Whenever he gets back, he will be greatly appreciated. <laughs> so with Jameis Winston, but that's if he comes back. We don't even know what our quarterback situation is. I ain't even going to go there. But that's all I had to say, Q. I appreciate you letting me come on the platform. And who that? You're the man, Trey. Appreciate you, bro. And who that to you, You are bro? too, Q. Appreciate you, bro. Peace. That's that's brother Trey, man. Always like to hear brother Trey, man. <laughs> brother Trey is a smart dude, man. He love the Saints and the Pelicans, man. He be in the Pelican post game report too. We have fun, man. Brother Ram says, "Who that Q? I came on yesterday, K Ramsey. Yeah, I remember Ramsey the Bishop. Yeah, but just wanted to let you know again that my wife and I had to uh, had went to the Dolphins game last Monday night and still had a good time. That's good, bro. That's good, bro. You have a good time, man." Didn't let the loss spoil your afternoon, bro. So that's good, man. You know, and, and even though it was a tough loss to the Dolphins, but the Saints still in it, man. And my goodness, uh, that was one we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have let go. But like I said, a lot of family members listen, and the family members telling me about Taysom Hill. Listen, you're not wrong about his accuracy issues because if you listen to the live streams, that's what I'd be calling out. I'm not a person that is blinded by. Uh, uh, what you call fandom. I'm not a fan. I, 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 I do not like that term. I do not. People use it for themselves. That's fine if you use it for yourself. But I don't call myself that. I'm not a fanatic behind the black and gold. In many, in many instances, the black, we drive the black and gold. It's our, it's our money, it's our energy, it's our passion and our account and, and our accountability to keep people accountable is what helped drive the black and gold. I'm from that school of the old school who that's who held the saints accountable when they were trash back in the day and they were putting on the brown bags. It was those people who are responsible for the winning that you see now. It was those people. It wasn't in the, 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 the other people that were just not, Oh, don't question them and all this kind of nonsense. Who the hell are they? I mean, listen, nobody is above accountability, nobody. And when we start letting people, get over or not be held accountable, then you start getting these people that got the big heads and they start having these uh star mentalities because you're not holding make not holding them to the accountability. If I can be held to accountability by the things that I say, then so can they. You're not no different than I am. You're not better than I am and I'm not better than you. We're the same. So if accountability if I can be held to it, they can be held to it. That's the mindset that I have as an old school Saints person to keep a trail with you. So when, so when people say you can't criticize this guy, you can't criticize who are they? Jesus, who are they the Pope, <laughs> who are they the prophet, who, I mean, come on. No, man, cut that out. You suppose you're are the one funding the team. It's your dollars. It's your energy. You think they paying for the, like I always go into the economic spiel because you, you are the base of everything that goes on. If it wasn't for you, there would be no dome. There would be no saints. There would be no nothing. There wouldn't be a reason for them to be down here if it wasn't for the diehards. But diehard don't mean be a dumbass. No, it means holding people to making them accountable. When they screw up and do stuff that's anti-foundational uh, or anti-fundamental, uh, uh, then you do have the right not just to go out and be like, oh, this guy, no, I don't do that. But what I do is I keep it real and I and I do my best to hold them accountable to the best of my ability. I don't play that stuff because like I told you before, you hold these guys, you don't hold these players 
to their uh, to to accountability or these coaches to accountability, they can go somewhere else and hurt you. Look at Tommy Morstead right now punting for the Atlanta Falcons. He's proud to be a Falcon too. You think you'll do that? You're gonna take that black and gold jersey off and put on a Falcon jersey? You're gonna do that if you're black? Hell no, you don't change your stripes. You like that old tiger. You ain't gonna change them stripes. You're gonna keep them stripes. You're not gonna uh, uh shed your skin like a serpent and put on another team jersey because they ban you. Hell no. No, you are saints through and through. And I keep telling people that it's the it's the team first and everybody else is second in terms of the players because they can leave and go somewhere and go to another team and end up coming back in. The most that's going to punt against you in the Falcons matchup. I told you, man, they just hired guns. And I know that I know about that because I've been through that when I seen Martin Anderson do it. I seen Joe Horn do it. I seen countless other black and gold people leave from here and go over there and put on that Falcon jersey. And you could have picked a million teams, but they picked that team. They picked that team to go to. A lot of them did it. Bobby Abel told you he did it couldn't because it was personal. You know, so they do that to hurt you. Just think about that. But I come from the old school. I don't forget none of that, man. That's what shaped my thinking. I was like, this son of a <laughs> You know, tell me this. I'm just going over there. <laughs> man, I was, told, I was upset, man, back in the day. And I was like, that taught me a lot, man. That's why I talk to our younger family members out there. They don't have that. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Perspective, because a lot of them picked up when the Saints were winning. All they know is Saints winning. They don't know what it is for the Saints not to win. And for people to have just that perspective, you got to remember, it's different perspectives. They don't too much know about the hurt of the bag days or the fact that we had to deal with Tom Benson, who's trying to take the team to San Antonio and trying to get us to pay for a stadium when the team was barely winning five games a year. <laughs> the team sitting up here stanking up the joint. They smell worse than a toxic waste dunk 
but you want a brand new stadium. People are like, hell no, the hell you and take this team, get your ass up out. For real. And only thing that saved that was when Katrina came through and wiped out the dome, and then they renovated it to the standards to make it what it is. And still today, since Katrina came down here, they're still putting $200, $300 million into dome renovations to keep its so-called state of the art so the Saints can bank out. The Saints aren't going anywhere. So, you know, you got people out there, Saints going, no, fam, forget that. Saints are not going anywhere. They're banking out. They don't pay any taxes. They don't pay no no rent on them buildings they in, and then they're giving them skyscrapers and paying them rent for the rent out the sky, all this stuff. They're banking out down here. They're banking out, buying up rental properties, all that. I keep a tune all that. I don't report on a lot of that stuff because I keep it more on the football side. Now, if it touches the economics of certain things, I'll cover it. But I'll be paying attention to all that, bro. I'm a money dude, man. So I got to pay attention to the economics. The economics, economics of football come before football itself. If the contracts and the money ain't right, you won't see football on the field. I'm just trying to educate a lot of people who don't that a lot of you uh, who don't know that a lot of you know that of course so I'm just talking at the youngsters right now but anyway much love to the fam if y'all won't pop in I'll be going live to about nine o'clock the link is in the chat right here uh we got the Falcons coming up uh hit the link is at the top of the the same chat if you want to pop in much love to Trey who popped in big ups to the rest of the family members in the live stream as well so like I said I know see Josh was discussing most said pun for the Falcons and, and he got pictures of himself with the jersey on and all that. It ain't no, ain't no, it ain't no, uh, and no disrespect to my dog, Lo, but he know what I'm talking about. That's like me saying, Lo, listen, you're not a Falcon man no more. I'm going to give you this black and gold jersey. He say, oh, I, I respect you, but I ain't putting that damn jersey on. <laughs> I ain't putting that damn jersey on, you know, and, and that's fair. That's fine. I, you, I respect you a, 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 what you, a black and red man. I'm a black and gold man. You know what I'm saying? That's how we is, baby. We ain't gonna shed that skin. But a lot of these, these are these are these are contractors, man. <laughs> they'll pay for they'll play for whoever pay them the bread. Seriously, that's how it operates. That's how it goes. You don't think if the Atlanta and my dog Lowe told me this that they could Atlanta be looking at Jameis? You know what I'm saying? You do have Fontenot there. Could he come there and say, Let, let's bring? Could they offer some money to get Jameis there? That's something that we're not thinking about. But other teams could be interested in bringing Jameis out there. You see what I'm saying? They might feel like they want to go ahead and grab them and bring them out there. So you never know, dude. You never know how they go. Now he's like, nah, I ain't going to take that, that that three, four million dollars more a year uh, to stay with the Saints for one million or two million. You see what I'm saying? I respect the hustle, but at the same time, they mentality, like I understand that that's how it goes monetarily speaking. Understand that's how I go over here. I'm not changing my stripe, baby. I'd rather die black and gold, man, all the way down, baby. That's how it's going to be. But anyway, man, let me bring in uh, some family members here. We got some family members on the line. Like I said, if you won't pop in, hit the link at the top of the chat. Get on up in here. I'm going to be going live to about 9. I'm going to cut it off because I got the Pelican Post game. So let's oh. bring some family members in here. You're in the show. All right, what's up, Tubbs? What's happening, bro? You're in the building. What's what? happening, bro? How you doing? What's happening, man? We were just over here taking out the jail, talking about what old boy did. All right, what you got going on, bro? What's your thoughts on the Saints? Huh? What's your thoughts on the Saints uh, win over the uh, Carolina Panthers, bro? Heading into the, uh, you think we, uh, what we looking like against the Atlanta Falcons? I think the Saints look pretty good against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons defense need to step up a lot. The de- yeah, the defense is doing. I think the defense is doing their thing. That's probably going to be the sticking point for the rest of the season, cause. But uh, what do you think about the offense? What the Saints offense need to do to get it turned around, bro? 
I need a quarterback for real. <laughs> you need a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, ain't, ain't nobody walking in that door, though, Tubbs. Ain't nobody walking in that door, bro. I mean, so we it, 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 we got yeah. we got two choices. Actually, we're really two choices. Yeah, I was about to say three, but two choices is either mm-hmm. your boy Taysom or it's Trevor Simeon. I know them some hard choices, bro, but damn. That's <laughs> all we got. Trevor it ain't going to be booked. Huh? Trevor Simmons. Huh? I, you know, I said that's like maybe a mix of those two. Yeah, uh, you, you, I think like they were better out with Trevor Simmons though at the starting quarterback. Yeah, it, well, I mean, they had some success early on. They was able to put up what twenty points they did in the fourth quarter, but at least they were doing a little bit more than what they're doing now. But I, I don't know, bro. I mean, I, I can get down yeah, with that and mix of both up. Yeah, I can agree. But as far as the Falcons go. We should just whoop the Falcons, bro. The Falcons ain't got no defense or no offense. You think we're going to whip them like that? You know, it's a rivalry every time we get on there, bro. I mean, by them being a rival team, it's going to be a dog fight. Don't get me wrong. But all at the same time. Give me a score on it, Tubbs. What you thinking? I think I think it'll be a close game. I'd be like something like 38-27. 38-27 Saints. 20, you said 38-27? 38. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Saints fan, so. Hey, bro, I'm with y'all. Hopefully we can get that many points. That, that means they figured it out offensively, bro. If we rolling like that, man. So, man, that'll work. But, yeah, tough. Appreciate you chiming in on the show, my brother. Who that to you? Much love. Thank you. Brother, for much love, my nigga. Peace. That's tough, man. Appreciate the brothers chiming in, man. Saying we need a quarterback. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, brothers. All right, Rush Hour says, Q, uh, I go back when Dempsey, oh, man, yeah, yeah, you, Rush Hour, you, you throw back, fam. When Dempsey kicked the 63-yard field goal in 1970, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for your super chat, Rush Hour. And, that, and that's what I'm saying, fam. Like a lot of the family members who are, like watch the Saints, they, been, they didn't know nothing but Coach Payton coming in here. And it's been success, a lot of success along with, you know, he had some years in there after the Bounty Gate stuff tore up our team when we had those mediocre years until we were able to build ourselves up again. But for the most part, it's been success with Coach Payton uh, since he's been here since, what's it, old 2006? So, yeah, but prior to that, man, it wasn't shaking, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. We had Haslett running around and Aaron, oh, my goodness, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks, oh, my God, I mean, don't even talk about it. But, yeah, it, it, just letting you know, man, it's just one of those things, man, where, you know, we respect the old school because the old school is why we got the new school now. And it was because of those people holding the Saints accountable that you've seen the successes that they have, man. That's for real. Now, that's real deal. Holy Phil, I'm telling you. They were up in there like, and you had real, real, and not only just the family members supporting the team, but it was also reporters who were holding the team accountable to people like Buddy Delaberto and Peter Finney. You know, those guys, I used to read their articles all the time. They ain't play no games with the Saints. They bet Buddy D was hitting them hard in the press, and Peter Finney was hitting them, hitting them writing articles, was tearing them up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, this is this is they was letting them have it. They wasn't sitting up here greasing toward them and all this kind of stuff, and only reporting the positive stuff when it happened. No, they had more than they had bias, unbiased coverage 
straight down the line. And when they were screwing it up, boy, they was giving it to them in that. It wasn't a grease shake toward nobody. They was calling it like it is. So I even got to give them guys credit. We got Rich Rules in the building. We're going to bring that brother in the stream next. Brother Rich, how you doing? Brother Rich, can you hear me? Brother Rich is having problems. I can't hear you, Brother Rich. All right, tap back out, Brother Rich, and come back in. Uh, he having, uh, Yeah, Brother Patrick said that's what Buddy D used to call them squirrels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember he they kicked they kicked Buddy D off the team playing one time. I think it was a couple of times when they did that to him. I mean, uh, Uncle Paul is he's he's a historian. Uncle Paul remember them guys that I'm talking about. So a lot of you guys too, all you guys, man, remember that. Brother Eric says, "Q, they they remember the Bum Phillips." Oh my goodness! Oh my good, Bum Phillip day. Oh my goodness. Oh, you talk about trash can, silver trash can. Oh, my goodness, buddy. Uh, you're going back to Bum Phillips. Damn. Yeah, that was some bad boy. That was some sucky football back in the day. Mike Dick, the, the word. Listen, we talk about Bum. I think the worst football that I seen ever as a black and gold family member was the Mike Dick days. Oh, my. You talk about stuff. Stupid, crazy, back-ass, reverse logic, dumbass football decision-making. Mike Dicker was probably had dementia operating the team. That dude was awful. This the this dumbass traded this the entire draft for Ricky Williams and the first round pick to the next draft for Ricky Williams for one player. And then the guy he should have picked, which was Edgerin James is a hall of famer. <laughs> that guy was a moron, man. He was, Oh, that was the worst fam. I'm listen, y'all. We right now, we are fortunate to have this kind of success because let me tell you something, boy, Dick, boy, what a moron. I'm telling you a moron brother. Rich, you bet you're in the building. Brother Rich, can you, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I know. 504 said, yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah, the wedding dress. Man, y'all, see, a lot of them don't remember the Ricky Williams. How Ricky Williams let that man do that to him? You know, you know, he, I was like, who told him, listen, I got an idea. You know, you know, I got an idea. What we going to do is I, I, I'm, I'm going to go find a roster wig and you going to put on the dress and then I'm going to pretend like, I, I'm like, what? And he said, and it's, who said, who thought that was a good idea? Who thought that was a good idea? Let me show y'all something here. Man. Man and Ricky Williams wedding dress. Hold on here. Let me show y'all something here. Man, who what, what, who had an idea like that and said, you know what? This is a great idea. Let me do that. Man, are you crazy? And Ricky Williams was like, and I think that was, yeah. Yeah, no, no. What he he did the roster wig. I remember he had the roster wig when Dicker drafted him. Dicker put on. I'm gonna show you both the pictures. I'm gonna show you both the pictures. Give me a second. It was like Dicker. He was crazy. He was crazy. He was out of his top man. That guy was a moron man. They can tell talk about Mike Dicker as a Chicago Bear. Listen, I'm not a Bear. Now, whatever Dicker did for you as a Bear, that's only that's for you. 
But that guy was an idiot when he came down to New Orleans. So the hell with them Chicago people that said Dicker was a legend. Man, the hell he was. Look at this picture right here. Look at that picture there, for better or worse. And they got, look at Ricky Williams with a dress on, decked down. That was an ESPN cover, sure was. Who said, who thought, look at Ricky's face, man. Look at look at his face. You think he wanted to do that? Look at that dude. What part of this was a good idea? Look look at Ricky's face. He's like, man, what, what, Ricky, you say, say no, Ricky. Say no. Look at his face. He is not enjoying this. <laughs> He's not enjoying that. He is not enjoying that. I cannot believe it. Man, that was terrible, man. Listen, ESPN, y'all need your ass kicked for that one, man. I forgot that was ESPN. Look at that man. He ain't happy at all on there, man. That's terrible. And I think yeah, Shannon was picking at him. Look, he laughed about it. Now he's probably high right now. That's all he do, smoke weed. But look at this right here. Look at this picture right here. Look at this guy. This guy crazy, man. Ricky Williams just happened to be a saint. He got the 34. Look at this dude. Look at that. This dude was a moron, man. Like I said, he was, this dude was an idiot, man. <laughs> oh, but I tell y'all, so we're not saying some shit. Don't play with me enough. I'm, I'm sitting up here looking at this. I'm looking at what is going on here. This is not a good thing. What is going on? Bro, listen, we done been through some stuff here. As I listen, man, let me tell you something. We done been through some stuff. I'm sitting up here looking like this. What is going on here? What is happening here? You think, now let me ask y'all something. You think Edger and James would have let uh, uh, Mike Dicker put him in a dress like that? <laughs> oh, that'll like, man, I'm like, man, what the hell? Don't, I'm telling y'all, y'all people are young who that's out there who didn't know nothing prior to the Sean Payton years. I'm trying to give you some game here. I'm sprinkling game on you. They wasn't aware about that Ricky Williams picture. I bust that one out on I'm telling you. We got Brother Rich. Brother Rich, welcome to the show. Brother Rich, can you hear me? Oh, Brother Rich's phone. Let's see, we're having issues with his phone, man. Brother Rich, can you hear me? Uh-oh. Oh, his phone is just not acting right, man. Brother Rich, the phone not acting right for you. Yeah, but see, I'm just giving the family and the young who that's a taste of what that old stuff used to be, man. That what you think that that wasn't even the worst. Uh thing that we did as a black just enjoy the success right now <laughs> just enjoy just enjoy the success fam you know because i remember we had some stuff man like we was a joke man we was a <laughs> it's a joke you know at the worst i think the worst i've ever seen and like it was like one of these moments like when you just like put your head, like you just put your head down, all you be like, oh my God. It's like, like that is when, boy, listen, check this picture out. Look at this one here, fam. Y'all remember this? Do y'all remember this? This was the worst day. See, a lot of the young who that's don't remember this because this was a little bit ahead of them. But y'all remember this picture right here? This is Danny Warfall. I used to call him Danny Awful. He got his helmet turned backwards in the Carolina game. And it was so bad. That was that was when we bottomed out. Do y'all remember that? That was <laughs> appreciate 
appreciate winning today. I'm telling you, man, you earned it. You earned it, who that nation? You earned it. So appreciate the wins. I'm telling you, appreciate the wins. Appreciate the wins because we came very far from those days when you seen Danny Awful Waffle running around on the field with his helmet turned backwards. Carolina guy grabbed his helmet and turned it around, and he's stumbling around. <laughs> That's terrible. Y'all appreciate the wins that y'all have today. I'm telling you, man. I know I do. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.